Veterans Park Ad Hoc Committee to order. Roll call. Roll call. David Rambo. Sergio Stevens. Kevin Burris. Don Bailey. Chuck English. <coughs> uh, Pledge of Allegiance. Patricia. Please. Thank you. I pledge allegiance to, to the, the flag of the United States, States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. <clears throat> public comment. Do we have any public comment? No, uh, no. None. Approval of minutes. A24035. Uh, Approval of February 24th, 2024. Veterans Park Ad Hoc Committee meeting minutes. I need a motion. Make a motion approval. I need a second. Second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Unanimous. Sergio. Uh, I'll do better on that one. Uh, presentations. A24-0201, Sunshine Law Training, presented by the Office of City Attorney. And Hello, everybody. I'm going to be so quick because I know most of you guys. Has anybody not taken this? I don't think I have. No? Okay. I did it online. <laughs> See? Look at this. We got to. They, they have taken it a million times. But I'm going to be really quick. It's important information, but I promise you I'll be quick. I'm Caitlin Coughlin. I'm an assistant city attorney here. Uh, well, I guess I'm a police legal advisor now. They just changed my name. I teach the ethics and the sunshine training. I do most of the legal side of public records. Uh, not so much the meetings. You'll see Amber Slayton up there, the actual city attorney, and Michael Golan. Uh, but this is just kind of a quick refresher for everybody. Um, I'll go into a couple things that I had recently found out. And let's get started. Maybe. Let's see. Okay. All right, so we're here for public meetings and public records. So the government and the sunshine, I let everybody know that this, this whole thing is online. There is a manual online if you're ever curious or if you have any questions. I use it probably at least twice to three times a day. Control-F is your friend. If you ever have any questions on what's a public record, you know, just generally any exceptions to that, this manual is online, and it's, it's a great help. Uh, so what is the definition of a public meeting? So a meeting is any gathering, whether formal or casual, of two or more members of the same board where they discuss some matter on foreseeable action that will be taken by their board. So gathering could really mean anything. It could be a conversation. It could be a text message. Any of you guys who get together, 
I say guys because we have all guys here, but guys or girls that are in this board, if you guys get together and you are talking about something that is foreseeable action that will be discussed on an agenda, that's going to be a meeting, and there's going to be certain rules that apply to that. Yeah. So meetings. Mm -hmm. The only the only question I have, and 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 this has been the same every right. Foreseeable action. Yeah, you okay. heard about so it. So I've been yes, and I have been. I have been. That's you know, such a broad term. It is, and so I had done some research, just very generally, and so a foreseeable action. Let's say that one, you email somebody and you say, "Hey, I'd like to take this off the agenda." You're talking about something that's substantively on the agenda. However, you're not talking about the contents of that. I know that's not necessarily your question. Your question is, is what's foreseeable? Um, the way that I would suggest to look at that is that, let's say I'm your attorney in litigation one day, right, and we're in front of a court. What is it going to look like to a court if you guys are having a, a conversation about something that you plan to rule on in the near future? If it's something that arguably you could foresee that that's going to be on the agenda, I have to defend you on that. So think of it in a court of law. If there's something that the public could see is like, hey, you guys knew this was coming up, right? You know, whatever that means, whether there's, you know, non-disclosures out there, whether there's, um, you know, conversations outside of this room, if you think that's something foreseeable, Think about me and you being in a courtroom and how we're going to prove that to somebody who may or may not know what that foreseeable action is. Um, but anything substantive, I would say I would just err on the side of caution, anything substantive. They said an email saying, you know, I want to take this off the agenda. That's not foreseeable um, just because it's not talking about the substance of it. However, had they been, you know, I want to take this off because, you know, we need to have further discussions on X, Y, Z, that potentially could get you into a position of litigation. That doesn't answer your question, but that's all I got. <laughs> I know this is I know this is always your question, and it is. It's difficult, and I've been looking at it, um, but the litigation aspect of it, yeah. Just for me, when I talk to the Park and Rec Advisory Board, I usually say to them, if a conversation you have could influence what one of the other members may say or do in the meeting, then that's something you shouldn't have a conversation about. And that has like kind that. of been something right. that helps them because – you know, you have your opinion, I have my opinion, but if you and I are talking about, well, I think you should, you know, see this because it's really good. I'm influencing your opinion. That's something we can't talk about. Right. I like that. Yes, I like that. Just, and again, in the litigation standpoint, if it's something that I have to say and, you know, you have witnesses that say, well, you know, this, this is going to potentially influence something you guys decide in this room. Um, that's how I would take a look at it, and always just err on the side of caution with that. Yeah, absolutely, um, err on the side of caution. Yes, err on the side of caution, and keep and, and, and keep as much public record as possible. Yes, and something and sorry, you get to read my emails real fast, but um, something that I was going back and forth with Michael on. Michael Golan's the other assistant city attorney, and this was a portion that I had sent him. Um, the Sunshine Law doesn't establish. Uh, a lesser standard for members of advisory committees that are subject to the Sunshine Law. That's what case law. The Sunshine Law equally binds all members of governmental bodies, be they advisory committee boards or elected officials. Nor is there an exception from the Sunshine Law for an advisory group created by a county commissioner composed of volunteers. So all of this is case law. The reason I bring that up is because a lot of people think, well, you know, we're not the city commission. How does this have any bearing? How does this conversation have any bearing on 
you know, what we're doing here. Well, you are held to the same standard, and that's something to, to keep in mind, is that just because you guys are sitting in this room and, you know, the obviously we're being recorded, but just because you guys are sitting here and you're not a commissioner doesn't mean that there's going to be a, a lesser standard for what happens in this room and any influence that you guys may have over the decisions in this room. And I think that that's a very difficult uh, concept for a lot of people to understand because obviously we're all here voluntarily, right? Um, so meeting requirements. This is where this is where we have to make sure if you guys are in any gathering or foreseeable action, it needs to be on an agenda. It must be open to the public. There has to be reasonable notice. And then the minutes of the meeting has to be taken and recorded. Obviously, we know that there's penalties for, for not doing these things. If you guys, and I have a couple examples in a minute, if anybody meets and something that could influence a decision or did influence a decision is, is made and, and those merits are discussed, there is criminal prosecution, obviously fines, removal from office, and then reasonable attorney fees, and we know that attorneys are expensive. Um, so as to this, this was, and this is a very, you know, large example, and I'll just read that third paragraph there, but council members uh, are accused of holding their own meeting at night, unbeknownst to the public, and voting to fire the city attorney, city manager, and city clerk from office and remove the mayor from his position. Obviously not something you guys are going to discuss here. However, um, you know, that, that being the example is that if you guys hold a meeting, you make those decisions, that could be a violation of the Sunshine Law. And we found out that they did get criminally prosecuted. I looked it up. And then, so what's a public record? Anything, really. Um, we get public records requests. We are inundated with them every single day here, both here and at the police department. Um, but it could be really anything, any of the above. And this is all in the agenda as well. The biggest thing is that last sentence there is a transaction of official business by any agency. So keep that in mind. Obviously, if it has to, if it's directed to what you guys are discussing here, um, you're going to want to hold on to that and forward them to the clerk. And here are some questions just to ask yourself. You know, am I receiving this material because of my position with the city or your position here on this board? Is this material made or received in connection with transaction of official business of the city? And then is this material used to perpetuate, communicate, or formalize knowledge? So this, I know, you know, for me, for instance, I have my two phones, right? So I try and conduct all city business on my city phone. The, not always possible, right? So. What you want to make sure to do is whether it's, you know, your job, whether it's personal, whether it's social media, if there's anything that you're receiving at part of this board, um, you're going to want to keep that and realize that that is a public record that's open to the public. Uh, we run into that issue, um, I wouldn't say a lot, but we have ran into it at the police department recently where we're getting a lot of um, public records requests for private phone call, for, you know, private text messages. And because they're not they're unsure that you're conducting all of your city business on your city phone and so I try and teach them that anything you know that you're doing it should probably be on your city phone because we have the retention done but with you guys who don't have the two phones maybe don't work for the city uh, the best thing to do would be to just understand that anything that you receive as part of this board is going to be a, a public record that potentially could be going to the public if a public records request is sought Electronic messages on private computers and phones that are written and received in connection with the official business are public records, and that kind of just goes into my example. Um, so obviously, uh, open government, sunshine law, it's just we're, 
we're looking at disclosing everything. We, you know, we want the public to be aware of what's going on in the city, and that's really the whole purpose of this. Um, it was a foreign concept to me, and I'm on certain boards like you guys are as well. Um, for the Florida Bar and for Florida Women's Lawyers Association, and we do the same thing. You know, we're not allowed to discuss certain things, and we have a lot of public outings that I had to reiterate all of this to myself as well. Um, but obviously the biggest thing is that it's in favor of disclosure, so we want the public to know those things. The city clerk is the custodian of public records, so any uh, request for public records you're going to want to forward to the city clerk. Not that you'll probably ever get one. You know, I've had a couple maybe instances where somebody's been like, hey, can I get a copy of that? And I took it to be a public records request. So if anybody ever asks you for something that's part of, you know, maybe the agenda or that you may want to guide them in the right direction, I would just err on the side of letting the clerk know because it could be construed as a public records request. Highly doubtful you'll ever get that. But, you know, you never know. Um, and then the retention. So obviously you're going to want to forward anything that you believe may be a public record. If you, you know, have a text message, an email, you're going to want to forward it to the clerk's office. If you have a question about that, you know, they'll be more than happy to answer that question. Um, but they're going to retain it so that if anything ever happens, um, you will, you'll have that and it will be subject to disclosure. Obviously any notes on your, let's say like, and I do this a lot, I'll write notes on my phone. It's for my personal use, and it's for my personal knowledge, and, I, you know, there could be X, Y, Z in there. Um, that's not going to be a public record because that's for, for me personally, and I'm not sharing it with anybody, and I'm not, you know, um, showing anybody what I'm, I'm writing, so that wouldn't necessarily apply. Um, and then these examples just go into not giving public records. So we, at the clerk's office, we have... Uh, GovQA, which is a database that basically allows them to ask for records. Um, but failure to actually give a public record or answer a public records request could get the city sued. Um, so that's why I say, you know, if somebody's like, hey, can I get a copy of this? I would err on the side that they're asking you for a public records request. Um, and then inability to comply is also no excuse. So here um, they had gotten in trouble, and obviously we got a lot of attorney's fees there um, because they were not giving those public records requests. And public records requests have to be done in a reasonable manner in a reasonable time. So those are typically I could be working on, you know, the biggest city in the project or the, the biggest project in the city and I'll stop what I'm doing to answer a public records request. Um, so they're, that's how important they are. And then legal fees are very expensive. Clearly $60,000 for them failing to produce public records tied to a former county commissioner. And this is re really on you guys. This is going to be more on the clerk side of it, but I'd like to kind of show you the whole transition of how, you know, this board meeting could potentially be a public records request and how that leads to a penalty for the city. Okay, ethics. Um, this one is pretty self-explanatory as far as, I think this is the most important page of the ethics portion of this. Um, I use this for the Florida Bar. I'm a Florida Bar attorney, and there has been times where, let's say, a judge puts me in a position or I get a phone call from a client, and they put me in a position that I'm unsure that, A, if I'm allowed to answer the question, or B, uh, you know, a judge had me testify my, on behalf of the city one time, and, and that's unethical. I'm unable to do that. And so I panicked, and I, I called the ethics, and my ethics is a little bit different. If you're ever put in a situation, I, I highly recommend this. It's anonymous. Um, 
you know, they're there to answer your questions. That's what they're there for. Or let's say you had a conversation with a citizen. You're just like, hey, you know, I'm unsure if, like, I should have been talking about that. Give them a call. Let them know. You know, Florida State statute is clear as mud half the time. So <laughs> anything on ethics, this is really going to be your the major thing here. And I wouldn't be afraid to use it um, if you ever have an, an issue. And then these are just kind of some of the examples of issues you may or may not run into. Um, and I've never really asked anybody if they've ran into any of these issues, but if you guys have, obviously, you can kind of see where it could tie into your position here on this board. Yeah. Um, solicitation or acceptance of any gift. You can't accept anything of value, favor, or service based on the understanding that your vote is going to be influenced here in this room. Um, any unauthorized compensation, um, anything that you knew or should have known will give the influence to the vote, and this also applies to your uh, spouse or minor children. Like, for example, let's say if your wife or partner, um, you know, owns a business, and you're like, well, you know, we should really hire them because, like, financially I'm not doing too well, stuff like that. You know, anything that's going to influence the vote here um, is it could be a misuse of your public position. <coughs> Um, and then the last the one time. is, you know, don't, no special privilege or benefit. I use the example of I was a state attorney for eight years before this, and as a new state attorney, you know, straight out of law school, the first rule they told you is, like, when you get pulled over, do not flash your badge to the police officer because you're a state attorney. I can't tell you how many young state attorneys flash their badge to the police officer thinking it was going to get them out of a ticket, and then they got fired because that is the number one rule of being a state attorney is that we are all ethical and, you know, we're presumed to be ethical and, um, you know, we misuse the public position. So they got fired, same thing. Um, that's the best example I can think about for that. Um, and then cannot abuse the public position again. Um, disproportionate benefit to yourself or others. And then disclosure of use of certain information. You can't disclose anything that's not available to the public. For the most part, everything that's on the agenda, this is open to the public. Um, you know, again, it's an open government, a lot of things. There's not a whole lot of hush-hush that goes on in the city um, or elsewhere. But if for some reason you have information or non-disclosure or you're subject to any of that, you know, keep that in mind that you can't disclose any information that potentially could benefit yourself or others. Um, and then business with the city. This is the example I use, you know, maybe if your spouse um, or your child has a certain business and you're using that business as your primary um, you know, and I would I would say that that could be subject to you know Northport is a growing city, right? A lot of people know a lot of people, and um, I always look at it in the sense of right in the sense of litigation. You know, if you're doing it for the benefit of the city and not the benefit of yourself, um, so always keep that in mind. If it's something for the benefit of the city, you know, it, it may not necessarily just because you know a relative may be. Doing business with somebody else doesn't necessarily mean you're in violation, um, but just keep in mind you want to look at the city's best interests. And then any conflicting employment or contractual relationship. Um, so you can't have anything that would conflict between the interests of your duties and this board. Okay, voting. My boss is below me. Uh, so voting. You can abstain from voting... Uh, if the following occurs. Uh, conflict of interest is set forth in the ethical statutes, which is the, the prior slide, and then in a quasi-judicial proceeding to ensure a fair proceeding free from potential bias or prejudice. Um, and that's only when you're allowed to abstain from voting. <coughs> and then you're prohibited by state law from voting if you have a financial interest, um, and this applies to a relative and business associate, and then you actually have to follow 
uh, writing the voting conflict. And I don't know how many people have ever had to deal with this, but this is all here. If you ever need to use it, if you feel that there may be a conflict in voting, I would err on the side of, you know, certify that conflict. Um, and, you know, we do that in court as well. Just in case questions on relatives, because you never know. Um, and then penalties. You know, this is what we're trying to avoid. We're trying to avoid the cities in lawsuits. We're trying to avoid any restitution. Like I said, we're all here because we want to be here um, to help the city. And unfortunately, failure to abide by these guidelines is going to get us in the penalty phase. And then meeting procedures. Uh, you guys do this every day. I think it's a good uh, reiteration just to make sure that things are done precisely. And we do it on our boards as well uh, with my Florida Women's Lawyers Association, we always have to pause and be like, wait, did somebody say a motion? Did they not? So this is just how we, we have to run these meetings. Uh, quorum, there has to be a majority, which we have here today. The motion needs to be a clear statement about a decision. It does require a second. Uh, discussion opens, beginning with the person who made the motion, and then the board debates the motion. Obviously, we want to stay on topic. Anything else would be out of order. Um, and that more so applies, you know, when we have public comments and, you know, when there's something that may be a topic of discussion um, that's not always very positive. And then time limits, you see that more so in the bigger meetings, but time limits need to be consistent. They're there for a reason. Um, you can modify them, but it has to be by a two-thirds vote from the board. Um, but I would just err on the side of keeping that consistent because you want to make sure that everybody gets the same time. And that applies also when you see them three minutes on the regular commission meetings. And then each board member can speak once per motion unless nobody is waiting to speak. Um, alternate members, I'm going to put this in here. I'm not necessarily going to go through the entire thing. It is in our city code. It's like I said, clear as mud. But when you need alternates, <coughs> this is this is where you're going to go to. If there's a regular member that's absent and you need an alternate, make sure that you follow these guidelines. Um, somebody asked me the other day if an alternate alternate may participate in a meeting um, or if they can, if they have to make public comment. Were you here for that question? Yes. Mm -hmm. What was the question? Was yeah. So I have two alternates on the Park and Rec Advisory yes. Board and they like to add comments all the time. So what we had to do is have them put in the public comment to be able to have those comments. That's all, instead of just talking freely as they would if they were in the seat of a board member that night. Okay, yes, perfect. And that, I thought that was a good question because, you know, a lot of times it's very casual, right? You know, we want to, we have a casual conversation. So in that situation, if there's an alternate that does want to continue talking, we kind of decided public uh, comment would be the best for them to do. It doesn't appear that we have it here. We have a smaller board. But, you know, in the event that more people join or, you know, we have alternates, refer to the city code uh, section. And then if you're requesting anything that's uh, not a public record, let's say you need to make a business decision as part of this board, this is going to be the guidelines for doing so. So any information, reports, or research can be requested from the city only through a unanimous vote and approval by the entire board. Hmm. If approved unanimously, the chairperson may request the information report or research uh, the board, by the board's staff liaison. And then that staff liaison is going to forward the request, the request to the appropriate uh, charter officer and then they'll respond to that request. So if you guys are ever looking for anything that may not be a public record that you're going to need to um, to go through and look at, this is kind of the guidelines on how to do that. And that's all I got. Do you guys have any questions? 
One day I'm going to have a good answer and foreseeable, <laughs> foreseeable action for you. Okay. I've been looking. Here's my issue. I'm on more than one board. Yes. Okay. Yes. And many of the topics that are discussed will have, sometimes have impact on another board. Right. Okay. So that's where I have, you know, a concern, right, is the fact because I'm on an advisory board that will address certain issues that come before, say, this board or the Parks and Rec board. You know, I don't want to negate my ability as a resident right. to access that information. Right. right. And as far as this board, especially if it's not a quasi-judicial board. Right. So, so you don't want to kind of commingle, I guess, commingle your different. Yeah, but, but unfortunately, it automatically happens when you know the topics will be coming before another board. Right. No, of course. And I think the best way to look at that is that you know when you're when you're seated in this board, the discussion is based on you know what would be the best course of action for for this board and for this decision making, versus you know when you're maybe sitting on a different board. You know, you're you're looking at what's going to affect this board yeah. and that. Uh, gathering situation. information is the key because right. I gather a lot of information you from a no, lot you're of. Good. <laughs> you're good at this. No, okay. I enjoy your public comment too, um, and I think I think you know for the most part, the way I look at least at how you know you getting involved and this is maybe specific to you is that it's for the best interest of the city. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Everything's public record. Right, and that's what I mean. And everything is for the best interest of the city. So mm -hmm. at the Absolutely. end of the day, the conversation that you're having maybe here versus the conversation in a different board, it's going to be what's in the best interest for that decision at that time. Always. And I know. And I and I've actually yeah, and I've and I've seen you do that and I and I know. But that's the best the best way I would handle that is when you jump around, because I do that too. If we go to lobbying, let's say I can't lobby for I'm on, you know, the Women's Lawyers Association. Yeah, well, there is. There's is, is lobbying. That's the right. whole yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I can't. I think the biggest thing though for you is just making sure that um, when you're talking about one, your information is only relevant to that one, right? That board, and I think that's where it becomes a little bit more difficult. Um, because as long as you're basing your information and your decisions on your input and you're not sharing it, that's, that's, the, that's the line, right? Like I'm that's not bringing my information from this board to that board to share that information yeah. unless you would by chance be a representative of this board who was asked to speak at that board. I think that's the line is making sure that, that you're, you're sharing the information that is appropriate at each place. Yeah, well, I share information with a lot of people, okay, and, and it's not related to necessarily boards, but it's related to an issue that's in the public domain already. Right, and I think that's the, the biggest thing, right, is that you just you know your information is is relative to each one of them. Thank you very much. I hope that clears up for all. Can I can I ask a question? Okay, so say Chuck's on this board, and this board is saying we're going to cut down this line of trees on Sumter Avenue. But if he cut down them trees on Sumter Avenue, now he's on this board, and cutting down those trees are going to influence what happens on this board. 
Is he allowed to say, hey, this other board is planning to cut down the trees on Sumter Avenue? So let me step in as the parliamentary. So uh, they try to limit that by basically saying that Chuck can only be on one board at a time. Now, this is a special board because it's a special committee. So the odds of what you're saying happening are so very slim. But if you say we're on the environmental board or whoever, whatever board planning is only handles, and then what is the other board you're on? I'm sorry. The environmental board. The environmental yeah. board. So if those two aligned, that would the chances of it happening are pretty nil, because again, being on by being on this board doesn't really affect the environmental board too much because you're kind of stuck in that. But I think there is some crossover, I think, and, and I mean, let's call the gopher tortoise to the room. Um, so that's one of the issues, right? It's, it's an environmental issue, but it's also information that has been discussed and part of this project. So that would be the ones that he would be talking that's about. That's a good so example. That's a good example of that type of thing. So it is something that that's what I was saying as we talk about it here, sharing that what is happening with this project at the environmental board unless you are asked to speak as a representative of this board, wouldn't be appropriate. But if you were vice versa, if we had asked the environmental board to come here and speak to us, mm -hmm. same thing. They could come and speak to us about their opinion on this project. That's, that's where it would become important to keep the lines. And, 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 and there are a lot of issues based on social media <laughs> that are out there. And, it, and all of it crosses over or addresses specific issues. Right. You and know, as you, a resident. You are okay to talk about a gopher tortoise on both, <clears> but <throat> when you represent the board and say the environmental board's decision is this on social media or the circle of honors ad hoc committee recommendation is this, that's where it crosses that line. Um, in general, I can talk about gopher tortoises anywhere and my opinion on them, <laughs> but I'm not talking about it in relation to city business. Okay. See that difference? When I start to talk about it as um, the circle of honor decision or what we're doing here, or I start to talk about it, well, the environmental board feels this, that's when my line gets blurred and crossed. Yeah, that's what I avoid, mentioning the board. So that's where okay. we have to be sure that like that line is, is good. Does that help? Yep. It's all right here. <laughs> Thank you very Question. much. Thank you. I'll see you, you know. In a Any year other now. questions? For the young lady? Nah, seeing none. Thank you. I'll see you guys later. Right. I'm not sick. I just have this cough that won't go away. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> item 7A 231437. Updates regarding Circle of Honor plans. Jeff. You're up, sir. Jeff so, is going to bring those plans around. Right. So we've seen, I think the committee of a few meetings really did see the plans and, and like the plans. We were uh, fortunate to have Assistant yeah. Sturgis here to give us some, some updates and material ideas. So, so Panoni did return to us with um, this, this plan as, as we discussed at our last meeting. Um, that I came to visit you guys at, uh, very, very much went with all of the ideas and thoughts and processes that you had and moved on to the point where we were going to start to begin to talk about some materials. Um, they did decide to go with some pervious pavers in certain locations. 
um, which is really great because that allows that water to flow through. These are the two different uh, pavers that were presented. One will be, the solid one will be more of your border course that you will see. The one that's more variegated in color will be like the main filler part. One of the other things um, we had to choose was um, something to make the letters out of. So this is the contrasting color that you will see in the center where our circle of honor words are into okay. the, to the actual pavement. These will be cut in solid pieces. So the course will, will go around it and then like the H will be a solid piece and then it'll be around, which will look really nice, um, allowing that center piece to have this look. One of the big things that we wanted to, to do when we were looking at the colors and selections was to keep it very uninvasive. So we'll, you will see in there, there's a lot of um, colors that are very muted because we really wanted the flags and the colored symbols on those, those branch symbols to stand out, be their, your main focus. Um, so the rest of it is not going to compete. You're not going to see you know, bright red and bright blue and bright, mm -hmm. like, what's going to stand out is your, or is your symbols, your flags, um, and those items. Another piece that we had to look at during this process was the construction of the clear sections in the center of those branch, I, for lack of a better word, pillars, right? So what you're going to see is a steel side, a material like this, which is a laminated tempered glass, but it will be clear, it will not be blue. The only sample they had for me to bring to you was blue. But this will be a clear glass in the middle of your steel posts, and then the full color symbol of the branch will be in the center. Okay, so these are uh, in the arch, so, the, the columns on the side of the arch? No, these are the, okay. those, the branch that go around the circle. Okay. Do you have the, yeah. the, the military branch, yep. they're okay. kind of the clear in the center. Um, and they'll have the steel on the sides, and then they'll have the colored big embossed emblem in the center. Okay. Those are on the clear ones. The archway, as well as the, the uh, POW mm -hmm. monument, Correct. will be the solid black granite, and that will be etched with the, the image of the two soldiers, and then the oath, oath on the front, up. as we discussed at the last meeting. Remember, we moved the oath up to that yep. front pillar? Yep. So they'll be there, and when we're looking through from that center point, you will see all the way through and in front of the flags in the center will be where that POW black monument is as well. So those will be the nice contrast to the, the muted colors where it will really highlight the black granite with the etching, the POW, and you'll be looking through the clear sections of all the branches with the flags in the back. Is that stainless steel, did you say? It's a, it's a brush. I'll give it to aluminum. Aluminum. Oh, okay. All right. Um, no, I just want to know if we're staying this. No, so that cool. will really? that will clad the outer pieces of the glass. Um, it looks very sharp. I really wanted to have a nice picture for you, especially the picture when you look through. Mm -hmm. I can imagine that archway, and you see the circle in the center with the <laughs> that might decapitate somebody <laughs> with these the branch pillars, and then seeing all the way to the end the dark granite again of the POW with the flags. It's very very. Um, very nice, but we did, they just didn't have the rendering for me to be able to bring to you. I wasn't here at last meeting, so I'd like to know what's the cost of the POW? 
The either. cost of the POW individually, yeah. I would have to pull that up. Okay, for you. it's not a big deal. Do you deal. have that one? And I don't. I think what we had talked about at the prior meetings is we originally were just going to get a cost to see if we could afford to do it in the project, but the design team, and I think along with the leadership team, thought that you know we it really does need to be part of what the board and committee wants. So we're, we just added that into the project yeah. without it being an addition. Okay. An ad or supplemental type. Okay, thing. thank you. Yeah. And we are thank you all. <laughs> about four hundred thousand dollars over what we had projected at the million dollar mark. Mm -hmm. We're about four, mm -hmm. uh, one point four um, at the last. So we were doing some cost saving exercises and and doing. This is why these materials were kind of chosen. We were going through what, where can we save a little bit, where can we not? Um, some of the things we didn't want to compromise on was the lighting for this flags. Um, we felt it very important that if you're going to have anything over there that we want to be able to have those flags lit uh, as well as for just visiting the park in general would yeah. be very nice. Yeah, and cameras. Yeah, and the cameras. We wanted to make sure that um, that visual piece is very appealing when you walk through. And the POW section at the front really does draw your eye through mm -hmm. the circle from the arch and, and bring you up to that front piece, which is very nice. We looked at some options with... Um, the the sunshades and we did find an option that's cantilevered so it will only have posts in the back so it won't impede at all anything in the front will it still be fabric it'll still be like what we see on the on the playgrounds now mm -hmm. but it would be posted and then just cantilevered out over mm -hmm. those seating sections which is really nice yeah perfect yeah um so this was really good some of the parts that they can't really cost out on us are the artists cost for the rendering of the etching and things like that until we get to where we're putting it out to bid, which is our next step. Um, that's where we'll start to see some of those hard costs come in that we weren't really knowing exacts on. So what we have to put into the project is an artist allotment. Mm -hmm. So we have so much money for that purpose, but we won't know 100% until those final costs until they come in. I'd be, I'd be touching base with the art center. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just very specialized who can actually do that yeah. type. So yeah, they'll mm -hmm. they'll be reaching out, um, going through the RLI process, um, and requesting for this all to come back to us. But I was really happy with these selections that we were brought to by Pannoni. Um, we did debate a little bit on the glass. The uh, they had an acrylic, mm -hmm. and. Um, I actually went to Tampa because they had a project in Tampa that they said they had completed, and it's a veterans park in Tampa where they took this glass and they put images in the center. Uh -huh. And we're not doing that because we really feel that the embossed standing mm -hmm. out of that, um, the branch symbol is much, much more eloquent and it's going to look nicer. Mm -hmm. But this was really durable. It's been there, I think she said 20 years 20 now, years. and it's very... The, it's not yellowed. It's not scratched. How thick you know, is, uh, it, is that, that thick? That's, that's as, thick. as thick as it is? Yep, that's as thick as it is. It's laminated together, um, and it's tempered. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if they're saying it will, if it was to get damaged or, or shatter, it would shatter less than your windshield because mm -hmm. of the lamination, um, if that was to happen. But longevity-wise, you know, even to clean, like we talked with Jeff's crew, if someone was to spray paint on it, you know, we can take abrasive materials and right. get it off on this, and it's not going to scratch. 
Um, a lot of the acrylics you see scratch very easy or they yellow over time with the sun. So putting a little bit more, more money into this material was important and saving a little bit to go with a standard paper. What size are the oblate or the... Uh, you have it there. Um, These ones. See, there's like uh, one foot seven inches wide. Uh, oh, that's a seat wall. That's what we wanted, right? And no, we want the. These. No, the, it's close to the right, same size as right this. Here. Yeah. Yeah. The, the military branch. Yeah. So like four feet wide. Four feet high. And seven feet high, four feet wide. Okay. Seven feet high, four feet they, wide. They they should size be really a nice plywood. scale. Those, that'll be a nice scale for yeah. for what we have here. Yeah. 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 And so, so we'll have yeah. the the six of them going around. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other really nice pieces, not just for general <clears> interest, is. The um, George Mullen Center playground mm -hmm. has just been completely redone. Mm -hmm. Our design is in. The design of that is actually going to be fully red, white, and blue. And we tried to get some military-type um, equipment, but we they didn't have anything individual. So we did get, it's like a spaceship, and it's all red, white, and blue. So it's going to be a cool. nice complement yeah, sure. right yeah. over there. I, the think, I think that shield should be like... Incorporate any for like parades or something. It's, yeah. it's, you know, put a yeah. gate there or something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So okay, vegetation. Vegetation. I am. I hope you're not putting those Washingtonian pine palms in there. Well, we we haven't yeah. we don't haven't finalized the landscape plan uh, yet. We're more focused right now on getting this mm -hmm. design of the the hardscaping and and getting that going. There will be some more. Uh, I'm sure we'll get a, an updated landscape plan in the near future. I hope we. I hope we're gonna like augment or enhance as much of the existing there with pollinators or native yes. plants in particular, not Florida friendly. Yes. Native. We we have stressed that to the design crew. Um, all all of us have mm -hmm. made sure that when they come back with that full plant planting plan, that it is Florida native, and and we want to keep as much of the natural space we have yeah. as we can. Well, I've, um, I've walked through there a few times and and I don't see much being left. Okay. All right, and see, I guess that, any other questions from the board? So uh, last meeting we had a, a question, well, I, I had a question about the lighting. Okay. So on this I don't see so on the pathway when you're from the side is there any lighting that's that you have along this pathway because I know that there's lighting along the back on that wall lighting on the plaques correct right but there's limited lighting I believe what was decided by the design team throughout the there is some out at the very entrance but like many of our parks they're closed at dark okay so um, there's a couple of rules of thought you either light something up really bright or you low level light it and keeps people from getting in there when they're not supposed to be so the the last i heard from the committee they were still looking at what what the electrical load that would be available without having to change the service out or upgrade the ser current service out there so i think there's lighting out in the parking lot that we talked about there will be lighting as you come into the park and then lighting at the flag but i don't think we have much lighting in, in in the interior other than some outlets and things like that and then the standard lighting of the parking lot and that such mm -hmm. that's there so there is already some ambient light from what is already lighted by the parking lot right. 
And the flag lighting is going to be similar to what's out front. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be set into. Mm -hmm. That'd be nice in the circle too, but. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the, uh, the flags, the, the U.S. flag, the POW, and the uh, Florida are all on the back. Um, the back we extended to all. There's. All there's all the branch flags yeah. are now across the back, correct? There's yes. Yeah. They'll. Yeah. They'll. The, the yeah. three or the you talk better in the middle, and then yeah. we have the others along the sides. Okay. Yeah. Um, they have solar on top the flags poles. I see written down. So they talked about having mm -hmm. solar on there, but we have since changed that because what we wanted to have was in case there are presentations or anything that needed sound equipment, we wanted to have uh, electrical outlets at the base. So they're now going to be uplit mm -hmm. from that so that we can have the, the electric go just to there and, and utilize it for two ways. Yeah, it's kind of weird because usually solar depends, you know, trees in area or if you get yeah. enough sun, if they last all night. or Right. Yeah, we really wanted to make sure that, that if you had somebody who needed a sound system or something, they could plug in. Okay. <clears throat> Any other questions? I've got one already. You know that tortoise. I know that tortoise. Okay. They know fully where he is, and they have said they will relocate him on site. Yes. Now, that's my question. It Wouldn't it be conducive to relocate the tortoise prior to doing anything in there and we already discussed with uh, uh, Jeff that your environmental permit is probably expired by now okay. so you're going to have to do another one yeah. All right. and I also understand that FWC has the ultimate decision as to what happens to that tortoise now remember there was two I won't go into that part of it the other one they believe is far enough away that will not be disturbed okay correct okay yeah uh, so that's 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 my concern right now is when that will happen prior to the forest emulsion, which I know it's going to happen. So right. So that would be the first step is they will have to take care of any environmental concerns. Correct. Right. Um, we could use a couple of bat houses there because there used to be a colony of bats there too. Mm -hmm. Well, we always have Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts looking for places to put bathhouses. So the next I, one that comes I, I in, fully understand I will send that. them your uh, way. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> right? Because okay. we always have those ones. But, uh, yeah, this one that is there, they actually talked a little bit the last time about relocating it with the other one, closer to the other one. Yeah. Um, so that would be the first step. As Once we get the quotes back, that would be the first undertaking that we would, would be looking at. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. I also had uh, an environmentalist specialist look at the area, too, just to give me a better idea. How do you relocate a tortoise? Huh? How do you relocate a tortoise? Well, that's what I'm you trying to say. Is that's why it needs to be done. That's why it's here. But they're not relocating. <laughs> Here's the thing. Is they're not taking it out of its existing habitat. Right. Okay? And putting it someplace else where it's not already adapted to that habitat. Right. Okay. Now, another good example uh, is... Uh, the tortoises, and this is off subject, so the tortoises that are over at uh, Warm Reynolds Springs, okay? Their environmental survey stated that it is unusual habitat for these tortoises. It's not traditional habitat, okay, which gives them basic reasoning for removing them. But the other side of the coin is that there's 56 of them there, and they're in that habitat, so they have to have, have adapted to that habitat. 
Okay, so therefore there's a, a reasoning for not relocating those 56 because of the uniqueness of a habitat that they've already adapted to. And now I'm getting in a whole different thing, but. So it's my understanding, I spoke with our natural resources team as well, that it is best for this tortoise if we could pair it with the other one in there. And what we would only have to do because it is their, their territory is provide an alternate den because the den is what's there and, and introduce them to it and hopefully they'll take to it and we're good. Yeah. That's what I really was. Yeah. Call up Redfin or something. Say, hey, I got some I think yeah, they'll do a, a pre, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think they have to destroy the other one. That's what they do, yeah. Yeah, so that that way they don't they don't try to go back, back to it. Yeah. Um, Fill it but, with concrete. <laughs> but if they, well, we're just going to put pavers on top. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> so if they, if they take it to it, it's That's great, but they, they will have to go back and make sure that they can't get to their own, and then they usually do take to it. Um, it's, it's an easier transition, apparently, on the tortoise to do it in this area the same way as opposed to plopping them out somewhere else in the middle of nowhere. And it takes time for them to adapt yeah. to that other yeah, spot. Right. So, therefore, there shouldn't be any destruction in that area till it has adapted to its new home. Am I yeah. correct? Yes. Other than they do want to destroy that den because yep. they, he will continue to, or she will continue to go back to that mm -hmm. den if um, it's not totally unaccessible. That's all. Right. I remember bucket traps, and I fully understand. Mm -hmm. So so it is a, a very big concern for us. We do want to make sure it is preserved, um, as it is at War Mineral Springs. If I had my way, it would be a different story yeah, well, out there, too. Uh, but That's going to be um, that's going to be a discussion for mm -hmm. the EAB. And another place, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, but with this, I think we're coming into the, to the place where, um, you know, the recommendation process that you guys have had, and you're also coming to a point where it's an annual report time, and I know that's on the agenda today, um, to, to make some decisions as a board on what you want to do moving forward. Um, I think it would be a great time to, to endorse the plan to commission and say, as presented, you know, we endorse this plan with anything, um, if, if you, the will of the board so is that way, so that we can... Um, see that as they're coming back with the you know requests for bids and such that we have the endorsement from you guys as well as from um, city commission because that would be the next place Thank we would you. want it to go so uh, all right but the recommendations for the landscaping will be added yeah you can always reserve that um to say at a later time when the full landscaping plan <laughs> comes in yeah. that we will endorse that but i, I think it's important that we start because they're going to ask you for an annual report uh before the end of this first quarter yeah which is, that's next month. Okay. So um, getting Jeff to be able to get mm -hmm. that together would be important, um, and making sure whatever decisions you, you know, want to put into that are able to be um, explained and what you've done mm -hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. And there's, you guys have come a long way with it. Mm -hmm. There's just going to be, like, two handicap spots there? Parking spots. Um, so there's an addition of two in that row mm -hmm. from what is already in the George Mullen. Yeah, parking lot. Since you got poor elderly here in Florida, that yeah. And that doesn't mean also during events that we can't block more off. Yeah. We tend yeah. to, if we're going to have a larger scale event, we tend to take that and extend it. Mm -hmm. um, it's just it, it prohibits regular parking there for people who are not mobily challenged. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Are there questions, comments, right. anything? Any further discussion? Any questions? Looks good. <clears throat> getting, getting close. What do you need? Um, 
So I would suggest a motion um, just to approve the, the phases with the exception of the landscape. So to approve this design and as presented with any alternate recommendations you might have at this point. Well, I mean, last time we did come back with the addition of the, the um, flags and such and the lighting. Um, anything at this point would have to go back to design. So I really not, I'm not keen on going back to design. I think we've kind of hit it. Um, I would like to get, yeah, something in a motion way that, that says we can move forward with, with getting this done um, and that we would maybe hold out reservation on the landscaping plan until we have a full list of plants um, available for planting. Okay, so this is a preliminary plan. A preliminary what? This is the preliminary plan based on design. Right. Uh, so we'll accept and material, this. And materials as presented and materials, today. Yeah, I guess we would add, add that too. Okay. Hmm. Well, I can do that as presented. That takes care of everything. Okay. Uh, need a motion to approve the design plan for the Circle of Honor and reserving acceptance of the landscape until Question such time uh, it is uh, provided. Is that right? Yeah, we can say it like that. All right, so I need that motion. motion. That we approve the, uh, the uh, site plan design uh, at the percentage that it is today. Yeah. As you stated. Okay. Did you get that, Mike? Yes, sir. Thank you. you clean it up All those in favor? Yeah. All right. Aye. Aye. Opposed? Unanimous. All right. Well, I right think then. that's pretty much cool. I think we've come a long way. Ready? All right. Yeah, and, uh, now, uh, yeah, I just said that. As long as what we discussed is. I think it looks fantastic. I, 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 I like it too. Uh, yeah, the only thing the committee has talked about for you know last couple yeah, years, yeah. and I think think we're right on the cusp of uh, yeah. getting getting this ready to go out for uh, request for letters of interest and then some quotes. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's pretty. It's pretty close. You still have one more. Yeah. I still, you know, I still have the feel for the. Uh, Park of Five Senses to be that feel, mm -hmm. you know. Okay. okay, that's where I'm at. And in further discussion on the issue, Jeff, do you have any? Not on that. Not on that one. No. Okay, I'm good. Uh, moving on. Discussion. Oh, uh, updates B twenty four zero one two four two. Sorry. Discussing possible action regarding annual report on fiscal year 2023, Mr. Nelson. Okay. So <clears throat> there's there's three different ways we can finalize the annual report. What we've done in the past is, is submit um, achievements and uh, future goals to the city manager, and that, that's what we had talked about at the last meeting that we would look at. So I wanted to just bring some of the achievements to the committee to make sure that that I'm on the right right wavelength with everybody else, and then we can talk about what we want to move forward. So some of the things that I put down is 
Uh, the committee has made good progress in 2023, moving the Circle of Honor project closer to the construction phase. And some of the things that were accomplished was um, the design plan being approved and materials being approved, um, adding of military branch flags to the design and moving them to the back, um, including the military oath and both a male and female soldier as an etching at the entryway. Uh, and the POW memorial was a an addition that we had put in the back as well along with an ADA sidewalk connection to the George Mullen Activity Center. Um, so I think those were the big achievements. And if, if I missed any, let me know. A couple of the other things I added that the, the committee is um, uh, com committed to ensure that the existing wildlife and native landscapes will continue to be a priority. Existing gopher tortoises will, will remain on site. One will be relocated, but will still stay on site. Um, the committee also approved the Parks and Recreation Department to move forward with a concept plan for the wind phone in the park. Mm -hmm. So that will be something that will be coming um, at, a, at a different time. So that's what I have for the achievements for 2023 based on the minutes that I went back through and, and what, what I had written down. Is there anything that I may have missed? That Let me just add to that. So. I have the commission resolution pulled up from when you were established, and it says the resolution of the city of North Port of Florida established the Veterans Park Advisory Committee to make recommendations regarding the Veterans Park at North Port City Center incorporated of recitals providing for conflicts. I think with that, one of the big things that we should do is make sure that we highlight, mm -hmm. um, even if it's just in point form, all of the recommendations that you made that are incorporated into this Absolutely. design. Sure. Um, because that would then answer to exactly what the, the committee was tasked with. So right from the beginning, um, yep. you know, the materials you guys talked about, the flags you talked about, the, the design. You know, you, you guys really conceptualized a lot of this Absolutely. from the beginning. Absolutely, that design is, yeah. is brought forward so pretty much. That for me, I think we could even just build out, okay. you know, the recommendations from this. And we can really summarize, um, as I said, with that motion, your annual report can answer to that because it can show these are the recommendations and we've approved it with all these recommendations that have been currently incorporated into the design. Uh, moving forward, our next steps would be that we really want to get a feel like the Garden of Five Senses has for that Florida native planning. We really want to ensure the wildlife relocation on site. Um, and so these are our next steps and goals for the coming year. And I think we're, boom, in a nutshell, meeting the the outline of what the commission asked for. Sounds good to me. Any any other comments or questions, concerns, anything? Anything I missed? So I do have a quick question. So are there any restrooms here? I know that the Mullen Center is there, so there's restrooms. Yeah. And where, where would they be located? On so the restrooms, when you walk into the Mullen front entryway, Right, but not in the park itself. They're not in the park itself. They're okay, in, in the in the building. Okay, I got you. And also here at City Hall or during City Hall, yeah. during the weekdays. So there's there there's one on uh, restrooms on either side. Oh, that's so that's cool. That's better. You know, I think when we initially started, they were going to be there. Oh. I think initially part of the but. Yeah, we, to add one one restroom there, we would be adding. A significant amount, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, probably at a minimum. Yeah, at yeah. a minimum. Yeah, uh, one. I'm talking one. Right. One right. If the services. Yeah. The, if, the same if. principle applies that native plants are more, they're less, are less expensive than 
And, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. right. So utilizing those, and then for large scale events, like we, if you've ever come to anything on the city center green, we do them quite often. Uh, we do bring in portable mm -hmm. restrooms yeah. to to service the events. Right. Um, and and that seems to work quite well for this mm -hmm. location, having the multitude. And I mean, we we this year our point setter parade had ten thousand people here, so it was wow. restrooms were good. We were okay. And since you haven't made motions on, uh, on the thing, but uh, um, is there going to be a buffer between Morgan and the site, or is it going to be a uh, line of sight? Uh, between the Circle of Honor and the Mullen? Mullen Center, yeah. Well, I think we're going to leave it as natural as possible. So yeah. that's what yeah. we're going to try to do. If, if, well, if we do need to up. enhance with native trees or shrubs, yeah. that will be looked at as well for mm -hmm. buffering. Yep. Right now, the palmettos are the buffer, I think. Yeah, and we have very little grassed area over. Mm -hmm. I mean, they did have to do some for support of the paving mm. area and slope and grade, okay. um, but it's very little. So it's going to go right back to as much natural at that point as we can. Um, yep. And even we've we've stressed with the the actual crew for design but jeff's crew will also be on site to right. oversee that construction yep. and and hope that we can keep that mm -hmm. going yep. with as little disruption to that as yeah, possible okay. i want it for the kids as well because you know yeah, if you you have somebody who's over there we got kids on the playground you know it right. just gives them a each, line of sight each place their own yeah. identity and mm -hmm, ability mm -hmm. to use it for for what the purposes are uh, I think early on, uh, very early on, we discussed water features and, and yeah. restrooms and yeah. everything. We didn't yeah. want this to suffer the same fate that our other parks have, have had. With yeah, them. we know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I fully understand. That's why the cameras are important. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. Any further discussion on this issue? Anything from the committee? Yeah. He's got our back. <coughs> and so your you maybe a motion to approve the content as we discussed we about, for the yeah. uh, annual report and for Jeff to pursue that in a written report through the city manager's yeah. office. Okay. Anybody want to handle that? I'd make a motion to approve it. That's all you need? You can add what I said to his motion. Yeah, yeah, report content. Sorry. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got it? Second. Vice Chair Kevin Burris yep. made motion. Bailey. John Bailey. Second. John Bailey second. Thank you. All those in favor? Aye. All those opposed? Unanimous. Thank you. Yep. All right. That's it. That's it. That's it. All right. Future agenda items. Okay. I have a quick point of correction okay. yeah. to the okay. approval of the meeting minutes. Uh, 24-0375. Uh, it says approved the February 24th, 2024 meeting minutes. February 24, 2024. January. It's January 24. You're absolutely correct. Good. That's you got it. Okay. All those in favor of amending the minutes? Mm -hmm. uh, need a motion? Yes, please. Uh, make a motion. I make a motion. So, would motion recommend a motion yeah. to amend the uh, January or the Scribner's error uh, of February to January. 
Yeah, there's an error there. I didn't even catch it yeah, either. Well, the last meeting was in January. It yeah. wasn't February. Okay. Uh, We're still in February. Yeah. So, so just I need somebody to to own that motion. Yep. Motion. Motion well, to amend. Suggested. Is from Sergio Stevens, and then second on that. Second. Second from David, David Rambo, and then we need a motion to accept the minutes as February's minutes. Or January's minutes, sorry. January's minutes. I'll make a motion to accept January, January, January's minutes. January 24th, 2024 minutes. Second. Second. Second by Sergio Stevens. Mm -hmm. I can't. No, Vice Chair Kevin Vice Burr. Kevin. Oh, yeah. You. you need a second? Oh, we got a second. Yep. We just need a, all in favor of All those motions. in favor of the motion? Aye. All those opposed, motion carries. I apologize for the mess up. Yeah, whatever. Hard enough to we'll remember the days you. when you're retired, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's see. That is all right. Future agenda items. All right, so I guess we're just awaiting. We can bring an update of um, where we're at in the RLI process. Yep. We're going RLI, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, update for RLI and um, ask for landscape plans. We'll ask for those. Yeah. Okay. Any others? Uh, need a motion. We um, talked. We're still talking about the um, uh, solicitations for donations and things like yeah. that. You know, that's, we're going along, and uh, we talked about um, donations in kind previously. We were going to wait till we got more on the materials yeah. and, the, and the types of things that we were right. So, so we we are going to try to utilize the paver our current tribute program for the some of the pavers. So that will be something that will be a, a pretty easy one for for us to to incorporate. Was there anything else, Trish, on that? I think that's the the we have the tribute program and the benches, mm -hmm. the pavers, which are all an easy way right now if people can start to make donations towards that because it's already in existence. We don't have to recreate a way to pay or anything else. Uh -huh. So that's where we'll start. Um, I think then after, if we don't see and we want to go beyond that for, for donations, we can look at another type of a program. Yeah, like the Chamber but, of Commerce. Right. But we, yeah. Um, and But they can already, they could go in and make that donation by buying a paver that mm -hmm. has Chamber of mm -hmm. Commerce on it and, and donate whatever value right. they feel. So it's a good place to start where we don't have to reinvent or create a new... Right. Um, fiscal pro process yeah. and how to how to get it. Yeah, and we'll start getting the word out. No to, reason to reinvent the wheel. But, right. But in getting the word out to the public to. Um, yeah, I think we're going to we'll start marketing that af after commission approves the plan. The okay. We we really can't move forward with that until it's approved yeah. by the commission, and then we can start to to market it on our end and and letting the group go out and and market it as well. And the good part is because it's already a program, it's easy. We have it there. We mm -hmm. can say show your support of the Circle of Honor. We can put the plans out once they're approved and say you know you're, it's available to purchase the bricks now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, um, can you add those bricks like for service members? And yep. Pay? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's that's why we wanted to do that. Um, so what will happen is it's it's already part of the program we have, and hopefully, mm -hmm. you know, we can get that out and, and market that that way. Mm -hmm. That, you know, if you would like your family member or honored in this way, you can purchase the brick. And they have ex ex already yeah. uh, a program to do it is, is good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Any other items? I think that that's it. Um, the, I have the two future agenda items. I can add, we can add one about the uh, tribute, uh, tribute um, the tribute program as well, just to keep it on on the radar for all of us. Okay. We can actually bring you the literature yep. so you can see what's already in existence and how they can do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. I can't think of anything else right now. I think okay. we pretty much covered it. We're up to speed on it. That's for sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, how long do you think this is project going to take? I think the biggest challenges we're having right now is the lack of construction bids coming in. They're few mm -hmm. and far between. Contractors are still mm -hmm. so overwhelmed with big projects from the, the hurricane. Um, I think that's going to be our, our longest process is from this point to procurement of the actual contract and getting it moving. Uh, once they actually begin work, I don't think it's a huge, I think we're probably a few months in construction. Yeah. I, it, um, it won't be long. No, it's just going to be getting to that point because you know, all of our process with the city, you know, it has to go through the the letters of interest, and that has to be posted for so many days. Then it has to go out for bid, and that has to be posted for so many days. And then, you know, we receive the bids, and we get in front of, of those options, and then we have to make the selection, and then having them mobilized. So all of that nice transparency stuff takes a little bit more time than... I, I do have another question. Has... And I know I already know the answer to it. I know I've been saying that. Has the Parks and Recreation Advisory Board had an opportunity to review this? I'd really like their input. They have not reviewed it. They we have talked about it. Okay. I, I, I have All talked right. about it with them and saying it's coming, and they're in support of the entire plan. Uh -huh. They haven't gotten into the weeds about what it looks like or what you know. Yeah, I yeah. said we've worked on it. Um, and the committee's made great recommendations, and I'm very proud of the project. And so they are endorsing that we have it, mm -hmm. um, but they haven't actually fully reviewed it. I would because love to take it to them once we get some nice pictures. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, as I said, it's, it's, this, is a, this is one of those crossover things, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. And it could cross over to another board, too. I'm just, you understand what I'm trying to do? Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. Um, and, I mean, at your recommendation, if you would like me to present it to the Park and Rec Advisory Board, you guys can make a motion um, that I do present it to them. But I'd like to have, wait till we have some nice visual, mm -hmm. because they they don't necessarily will get the same image as you guys have had from just this, you know, because you guys have been part of that conceptual design and getting it all together. Um, but if we could get from the before it goes out to bid, those right. nice pictures, yep. you know, like the concept yeah. pictures, like when I do a playground, I always right. have to put the picture of the playground there, yeah. um, and then I, I could present I, it to them. I think it'd be nice to have their endorsement or support or, sure. you know, on Absolutely. public yeah. record. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and if one of you would like to be there, I can, uh, we can add it to next month's agenda. If one of you would like to be there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or if you just want me to present it, I'm fine with that too. Right. I have your back. Okay. So how do I want to handle this? Uh, Mike, I can't make a motion. So I, I can? No, no, no. No, okay. There it is. Right. No, I'm just I'm making sure because, you know. I need a motion to... Have the um, plans presented to the Parks and Rec Advisory Board uh, by the Parks and Rec Liaison, Trish Sturgis in the March meeting. 
uh, for their consideration of endorsement. We have a suggested motion. Anybody wish to endorse that motion? I'll endorse it. I like that. I need a second. So I'll second it. Second. I'll second. Seconded by Kevin Burrs. Okay. All those in favor? Anything else? Aye. Aye. But it'll be a more of a rendering. I'll get a better picture. I'll get a better picture. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else, Missy? That's it. I will All those in favor? Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Okay. Public comment. There is no public comment. Uh, having none. Uh, I adjourn this meeting of the Veterans Park Ad Hoc Committee. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Tristan. I'll get me an air horn. <laughs>